from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. And up this hour, we have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan will introduce a fascinating sound from Taiwan and then some uh, beautiful Chinese classical music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, January 29th, and in the studio we have John Ventrias. Hi there. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. And today we're going to be talking about koalas, cherry blossoms, and the Chinese restaurant syndrome. Those stories and more coming right up. Everybody loves koalas, I think. Yeah. Tell us more about this story about koalas well, in they're, Taiwan. They're in a very bad situation at the moment in their home of, country of Australia. There are massive wildfires that are estimated to have killed about a million animals. <gasps> I'm sorry, a billion animals. What? Um, wow. Wow. Uh, over the last, I don't know, a few weeks, months maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time and a very trying period for the country. And so uh, Carrefour Taiwan, which is a popular hypermart here, has confirmed that a portion of uh, every sale of this very popular cookie called Koala's March will go to fund to a fund that fights to save them. Oh, that's why koala cookies were in the news. I saw the picture. I'm like, well, what yeah. cookies in the news? The, the cookie, it's a bit of a confusing cookie because it's owned by a Korean company, but it's sold with Japanese packaging. They're really delicious. They, they have chocolate delicious. inside, They right? do. Yeah, I think really they have good. some other flavors, too. And... Uh, well, it, it turns out, I did not know this, you have to read the fine print on the packaging, it looks like, but there's a small logo, and that what that indicates is that uh, the parent company that owns this brand of cookies, very popular, uh, has con- been contributing a percentage of their proceeds from the sales of this cookie to the Australian Koala Foundation since 1994. Really? Yeah, it's not... We didn't know we were helping koalas when we were... Eating like those I said, cookies. there is a foundation logo on the box that shows a mother koala hugging a, a cub. I think they're called Joey's, technically. They but, are. Um, it's it's supposed to show the firm's you know partnership with the foundation, but it's I don't I don't think I've ever looked closely enough to notice it. So uh, now is a good time to stock up on those cookies. I'd say oh. uh, we here in Taiwan can do our part too to help save the right. koalas. Um, yeah, this is a, a foundation that was set up in 1986, and uh, they've got a lot of work on their hands. There's a lot of really heartbreaking images of injured koalas. Um, large numbers, like 25,000 of them on one island alone were killed in oh, recent fires. And about wow. 30% of Australia's whole population is believed to have perished. Wow. So That's, that's tragic. It's, it's devastating. That's and so, terrible. So, I mean, the least we can do is buy some cookies, right? Yeah. <laughs> So well, it's good to know that um, we have a foundation for koalas here. I believe the cookies are available in other parts of Asia too. Um, I think I've seen them overseas at some Asian. They're big in like an octagonal um, box, is right. that right? Right, 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 and right. And they're right. green with a koala, like cookie shape 
on the um, front cover. They're hard to miss. And um, they have chocolate inside, or I think other flavors as well. We're not supposed to advertise, but I think this is a cause worth it. worthy of. Yeah. All right, so it's... And they're good cookies, so, you know. They're delicious. Good time to buy them. Some um, Asian celebrities in the United States have come out to speak out against something that's called Chinese restaurant syndrome. Tell us more about this, Paula. Okay, uh, one is a Taiwanese-American chef. His name is Eddie Huang. He and, and another TV personality, Jeannie Mai, are demanding the Merriam-Webster to remove the term Chinese restaurant syndrome from the dictionary. They think that's not fair. The, the term refers to, you know, some people, they feel dizzy or um, they have a headache after uh, eating, you know, Chinese, Chinese food, food. Yeah, um, in, the, in the States. However, Eddie Huang and Jeannie Mai said, as a matter of fact, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration in the United States, have already said MSG is safe. And they also said that Parmesan cheese and even tomatoes have MSG, not to mention that two popular restaurants, Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. Their chicken sandwiches, they all use MSG. Really? So they think, Yeah, so they think it's not fair, you know, a Chinese restaurant or Chinese food. There's, there's something wrong with that, and they think that's not fair. And the Merriam-Webster Dictionary and one editor said they will conduct a review and they will make um, changes based on evidence. So they're going to go to Chinese restaurants and see how much MSG and compare <laughs> it with uh, Chick-fil-A? Or- <laughs> And is MSG, I think it's pretty common in cooking here as well. Like people will have you some mean in Taiwan? Ha- yeah, people have oh, some sure. in home. But that's, at home and add oh, it to their own I know, stuff. my mom used to do that. Yeah. I don't do that. Um, well, yeah, I don't think it's fair to stereotype Chinese restaurants. That's, uh, and it's, oh, they put it in the dictionary, right? Yeah, mm. that's, it, I don't think it's fair. I mean, Eddie Huang is a famous chef, right? So obviously he has a stake in this. And he's um, he's the famous the guy who wrote Fresh Off the Boat, right? And he has got a TV show created after his life, which is pretty interesting. But um, it's understandable that he would be speaking out against this because he, he, he opens restaurants and, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that is a fair stereotype. Mm. I wonder if they, they are used in Chinese restaurants, you know, throughout America or just uh, depends on, on the cook. I don't know. Right. I myself, I don't use MSG at all, but I do know that, uh, you know, some even some famous restaurants in Taiwan, they do use MSG, but just, just a, use a, sprinkle, a little right. bit. Yeah, right, just a sprinkle it, right. So that shouldn't be Dumping a problem. the whole bag in. <laughs> well, I think if you feel a little thirsty after your Evina meal, sometimes does that mean that there are too many... Uh, could be salt. Could be salt, huh? Could be MSG. I don't know. What do you guys think about the stereotype? Are you offended by it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about. I've never heard of that before. Now, I, actually, I've never heard of it either. But I think it's good to speak out against mm-hmm. these stereotypes, right? And I think the Asian American community is getting more and more vocal, mm-hmm. right, and and feeling empowered to do so. Right. But like they said, the FDA said it's pretty safe. Oh, MSG actually, it's safe. So yeah, it's not that right. bad for your health. I mean, there's so many chemicals in processed foods oh, and yeah. junk mm-hmm. food. I mean. You probably shouldn't just single out the Chinese. One just say junk food syndrome, right? Or right. <laughs> fast food syndrome. <laughs> okay, I got a 
story about an experiment that has been quite successful at a school and uh, a vocational school in Shinsu. And basically, they've decided to not let the students use their mobile phones during school hours. And what do you guys think the result was? Mm, withdrawal, probably. Withdrawal. <laughs> withdrawal symptoms. People withdrawal are hooked to them.、Systems. Actually, the opposite. I mean, they said there is more chatter and laughter on campus.、Hmm. People、really? are interacting more with each other. I mean, you know, it's so easy to get distracted.、Right. But when you don't have that, I think、um, not, maybe not everybody is、uh, able to interact socially, but I think a lot of people. Would start talking to people, right? So that's a good thing. They also said、uh, more of the children are they're probably、uh, teens by now,、um, been playing basketball, solving Rubik's Cubes, outside class time without their devices, and、um, they pay attention more in class. And the teachers are less anxious because they don't worry about you know, them taking videos or photographs、mm. that they're not、uh, happy about. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of this? I think they should do this in all the schools. I mean, this is kind of like a no brainer to me. Boosting physical activity is good. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we get distracted without knowing it, you、mm. know, when it's there, right?、Sucked、in our palms. Sucked into the、palm. vortex. <laughs> right. It just it sucks people out of real social interaction. Whereas、um, if you don't have it with you, then you got to look around and talk to somebody or. <laughs> Go do something, right? Or pay attention in class, which I think is、yeah. probably the big thing. That's true. That's true. So I think that's, that was a very good idea. And they call them chicken farms. What do they do? What are they called? Chicken、um, farms? They usually have a box. How they do is they have a box and you put it in the box in the morning. And they call the box chicken farms because G, G. in,、oh. in uh, Chinese,、okay. chicken sounds like、um, device.、Mm-hmm. So a farm so for G, your device.、Yeah. Device farms, chicken farms. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the chicken farms have been doing quite well. Okay, tell us about this new class、um, that a sociologist is planning on.、Um, Teaching soon? Right. He's a, a sociology professor at National Taiwan University, and his name is He Mingxiu. He's planning to teach a new class called Hong Kong Politics and Society、uh, starting on February 21st.、Uh, he said that the purpose of, of, of introducing this class is to let students to learn about t- Hong Kong's history and the crisis that's facing Hong Kong and also to promote. Mutual understanding between Taiwanese students and students in Hong Kong. And he also said that、um, he is planning to invite the famous bookstore owner, Lan Wei Qi, to give a speech、um, in his class. And、uh, the bookstore owner, he, I think he's still in Taiwan. He came to Taiwan last April, but he was,、uh, I think he was arrested, you know. He、uh, was detained by China, detained actually. For quite,、uh, for quite a few Along months. Along with four other、right. the bookstore、uh, you know, owners. So,、uh, so he closed his bookstore in. But, but fortunately, in Taiwan, he's planning to、uh, reopen his bookstore, and that bookstore will be opened in mid 2020. It's really interesting because this professor said his department, the sociology department, has a tradition to introduce classes that have something to do with the current situation in、uh-huh. Taiwan. For example, in 2009, when Typhoon Marcot hit Taiwan, killing more than 780 people, his department opened a class called Disaster Sociology. 
Really? Right. Wow. So he thinks that, well, uh, you know, the, the, the protest, he, he said, because the, the protest in Hong Kong has continued. So he thinks it's important to have a class called the Hong Kong politics and society. And he also said uh, students who are not NTU students can also take the class. Auditing is okay. Oh, really? Do you guys right. want to go sit in? <laughs> <laughs> Three hours every Friday afternoon. That sounds well, a bit conflicting with my schedule. But. <laughs> right. And he also said he's planning to invite civic groups, um, student organizations, media personalities, publishers to uh, to give a speech to his students. Well, that sounds really interesting. He seems mm. like a very dynamic kind of professor. I mean, I've read in you know the news recently there was a survey that the Hong Kong uh, about a third of the people who voted said that the Hong Kong protests changed their vote. Mm. I mean, changed yeah. their mind about who they wanted to vote for. So it has had a profound impact on Taiwan society. Right. And I think young people especially, yeah. because they can identify with those protesters. A lot of them are young people, right? Mm. Students and, and young professionals. So when they see them on the streets so anguished and, and desperate, I'm like, it has affected their voting behavior. And I think this class is going to be pretty popular. I imagine so. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. Weeks ago, Taipei opened a new section of the MRT, which Finally. is quite exciting. I know you've been waiting for this, right? I know. It's going make, make my trips to all sorts of places a lot easier. Oh, great. So it, it stops by near where you live, the circular sort line? Sort of, but it makes uh, getting sort of between different suburbs of Taipei a lot easier. Right. You yeah. don't have to transfer as much, right? You don't have to go into town and then back out of town. And So basically, it's a line that encircles the out. Word, what, so area, sort of suburban suburban of area of Taipei. Yeah. So instead of like going through the city and crisscrossing, you can just go around the right. city. So do you foresee yourself using that a lot more now? A lot. I think it's near Costco for one thing. Oh, it's near Costco? Yeah. Costco. Oh, did oh the one in Neihu. Uh, no, the one in Zhonghe. Oh, cool. That's a good, um, compelling reason to take <laughs> the, the MRT. The buses there are kind of like, you have to wait along, around for a long time with a bunch of, yeah, well, a heavy load. Definitely. <laughs> you know, even shopping. So you, you go there on foot? No, there's a bus, but oh, bus. just you have to wait for it, and they can be completely filled sometimes. You can, you can be waiting around for a while, so... That's great. So it says the first section that they just opened connects the green, orange, and blue lines. And it helps people in outer Taipei or new Taipei city to to um, be able to go around the city instead of going through the city. And it's a double-decker. One row, one direction is directly on top of the other one. Oh, wow. They're not next to each other, like is, as is normally the case with these elevated sort of How a metro exciting. Slides. I feel like just taking it for fun. I thought that they had like one free day or something like that. Is that true? Yeah, they That's did have, what they usually do. Yeah, the they first had a day. few yeah. um, free periods. I'm sure yeah, it was yeah, complete on chaos. Sun, the first day. So that, was like, I don't think I want to ride that day. <laughs> 
But um, it's good to see Taiwan and Taipei especially expanding, right? right. It's public transport and a lot of... Um, they're building another building. new line. And then they're going to expand this one. Eventually, it'll encircle Taipei. So we're getting all another kinds of new stuff. Another new line, really? Oh, yeah, where? The, um, what's it called? The Wanda something line. If you drive to certain parts of the city, you can see construction on it. It's underground. Well, that's great. So pretty soon you'll get to be able to go everywhere and anywhere, I hope right? So. Just on the metro. Tell us about the beautiful cherry blossoms we have here in Taiwan. Yes, but for a short period only. So if you're going to come see them, do it quickly. Um, normally, a historic irrigation ditch doesn't sound like much of a tourist attraction, but this time of year, the cherry blossoms make it a good place to visit. This is along a place called Lane 42 of Pingjing Street. And it's actually, it doesn't seem like it's that far from us. You can access it from the MRT's Jintan Station, which is like just down the oh, road. Oh, really? Yeah, just down the road from us. Um, apparently, this little, it's a little uh, hidden place. So maybe if you don't want to, you know, get stuck in the crowds that tend to form around cherry blossoms this type of time of year, uh, you're going to have to look for an alley with a wooden sign that tells you to go towards a bridge called the Gongping Bridge. And that's when you know you're in the right place. Uh, this ditch is about three kilometers long, and it starts at the beginning of a historic trail. So if you feel like a bit of a hike afterwards, there's a good chance for that. And um, it's not just blossoms. It seems like a bit of a rural scenery in the middle of the city. Uh, there's a, some long stairs that are flanked by thick bamboo on either side. That's how you get to the bridge. And then uh, there's a pavilion and a creek and cherry blossoms all around. Right near the Jintan MRT that's right near us. Uh, you have to take a bus, but it looks like it's not all that Maybe far. we should take a field trip. I think it would Go be a good idea. Go have a picnic idea. over there, Paula. I would just like to do <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're into historical ditches, it's fun fact, this was built in 1846. And so wow. the idea That's was to irrigate ago. land. It takes uh, water from a spot on the other side of the bridge and goes down the mountainside to, I guess, wherever fields it was once needed. Um, but there's all kinds of uh, shade trees and uh, bamboo, like I said, and That's of course, wonderful. the cherry blossoms. And also there's a, a small temple. So you can have a bit of a, a hike, an adventure. Three kilometers is pretty good length. You yeah. Know? And like I said, there's a nature trail that goes uh, past that even if you want to keep going. Sounds good. Well, that's a good way to uh, end our show, I guess, with a little bit of uh, beauty and nature, right? Mm, we are full of it here in Taiwan. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for Here in Taiwan. And do stay tuned for Ear to the Ground and Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see ya. Ini ni
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Even a pleasant sound can begin to drive you crazy if you hear it often enough. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I'm going to tell you how a local supermarket has turned one of my favorite sounds into a form of Chinese water torture. An ear to the ground. When you walk into most stores in Taiwan, you'll be greeted with the phrase Guangling. It's kind of a nice, friendly greeting that's become a standard for the nation's service industry. While it's a pretty basic greeting, if you translate it directly into English, it would be equivalent to something like, We welcome your honored presence. It's kind of a nice gesture, which you don't really get in most of the Chinese-speaking world, except in Taiwan. Now, certainly some places in China are starting to say it, but in Taiwan, you can hear it just about everywhere. So where does it come from then? Well, it turns out that it has Buddhist origins. People who have attained enlightenment supposedly have this halo, this glory emanating from within, and that's called Fo Guang, or Buddha's light, which illuminates everything around them for 24 hours. Now, it was thought that this light had the power to expel diseases and transform bad luck into good luck. That's why you see figures of bodhisattvas with halos. Practitioners of the faith would often greet each other by placing their palms together in prayer, bowing to one another, and saying, Guangling," or basically, I welcome the arrival of Buddha's light. And even non-practitioners began to say the same thing. These days, people don't think about the Buddhist origins of the phrase. It's used almost exclusively as a way of welcoming customers into a store. Now, it's not a bad thing to have your shop filled with Buddha's light, is it? When said with a smile, it's a charming way of greeting people, and many chain stores require their employees to say it. But often you walk into a store and discover that they've got this electronic version of the greeting, which is connected to a motion sensor. So basically... It's something that sounds a little bit like this. So in other words, you walk into the store, it senses your presence, and offers you either Huang Guangling or Xie Guangling, which basically means thank you for coming or thank you for bringing your emanating presence. That last one is usually reserved for when people leave the store. But unfortunately, those sensors don't exactly work on a higher level. Oftentimes, when you arrive, it thinks you're leaving, and when you leave, it welcomes you. But the worst part about the ones at my local supermarket is that they won't stop talking. They've got the sensor trained right on the counter, so when you're standing there paying for your fruits and veggies, if you even move a muscle, the electronic voice goes crazy. And then, so do you. I'd love to meet the poor woman who recorded this voice. I bet she can't even stand to enter the supermarket. The shit. Well, whatever the case, this is a truly Taiwanese sound and one that has been seared on my brain for eternity. 
and in a good way, I might add. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. And, oh yeah, one more thing. I bid you a very warm 谢光临 and 欢迎再度光临. I welcome your eminent presence to come again soon. The beauty of Chinese and Taiwanese traditional music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. Hello and welcome to this week's jade bells and bamboo pipes. I'm Carlson Ong, and on today's show, we're listening to Taiwanese classic folk songs performed by Zhang Yongming, a Chinese first grade national teacher player. And the first piece that we'll be playing for you is a classic hope for early return, Wang Ni Zhao Gui. Under the Japanese occupation, many Taiwanese were drafted to join the army to fight in Southeast Asia. Many were gone and never returned. And this song describes how their loved ones and relatives Hope for the early return of these Taiwanese soldiers. Thank you. 
Hope for early return composed by Yang Shanlang describing how the relatives, Taiwanese relatives, were longing for the return of the soldiers drafted to fight the war during World War II. And coming up, we'll listen to sadness in a moonlit night or night melancholy, Ye Ye Chou by Deng Yuxian. Between 1933 and 1936, it was a golden age for Taiwanese folk songs. Many great Taiwanese folk songs were created during this period. Deng Yuxian, who was born in 1906 and passed away in 1944, was one of the composers and is regarded today as the father of Taiwanese folk songs. And this song was co-composed by Deng Yuxian and Zhou Tianwang. RTI, exercise for your mind. This is Radio Taiwan International. And again, you're listening to Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong, and today we feature Taiwanese classic folk songs performed by Zhang Yongming, a Chinese first grade national Dijie player. Zhang Yongming learned Dijie from Master Zhao Songting one of the major performers in the 20th century in China. 
And next, we'll listen to a classic by Deng Yixian again. This is Rainy Night Flower. Sources from Wikipedia show that Rainy Night Flower or the torment of a flower, Yuehua, is a 1934 Taiwanese Hokkien song composed by Deng Yixian and written by Zhou Tianwang. Zhou Tianwang was working in a record company, Taiwan Columbia. Once he went to a nightclub and heard a sad story about a girl who worked there, and he decided to write the lyrics of Spring into Deng's music that's the torment of a flower. It's the first work of Deng and Zhou together, especially there was usually three parts in the Taiwanese Hokkien songs then, but there was four parts in the torment of a flower.
uh, Taiwanese classic, Rainy Night Flower, Yi Ye Hua. And this is actually a piece of music that you can regularly hear on one of the airlines here in Taiwan. And next is a classic I personally like very much, Longing for Spring Breeze by Deng Yuxian or Wang Chunfeng. This is a Taiwanese song composed by Deng Yuxian and was released by the Columbia Records in 1933. It was originally sung by some female singers at that time. Wang Chunfeng was once adapted into a Japanese patriotic song as Daichi wa Maneku literally means the Mother Earth is calling on you. And many Taiwanese singers have covered this song before, including some that you may have heard. One of the greatest pop singers, Teresa Tang, who passed away, and Zhang Qingfang here in Taiwan, and David Tao, who uh, used a different version to sing it. Hopefully you have enjoyed listening to the selection of our Taiwanese classics today. Thank you for listening. For comments and suggestions, please write to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. And our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. 
Once again, RTI's Travel Radio, Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Thank you for your company. I'll see you next week. Then goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.